This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. There are so many great organizations here around the Sioux Empire. And one organization that I've been proud to have been a part of in the past is the Bishop Dudley House. Joining us right now from the Bishop Dudley House is the Executive Director, Madeline Shields. Hey, Madeline, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, it's so great to have you back in the studio. There's a lot going on with you guys at the Bishop Dudley House. And before we talk about new partnerships, new developments. Let's talk about the organization itself. Why don't you tell us about it? The Bishop Dudley Hospitality House is a temporary emergency shelter. And we have people come in. uh, We're a day shelter and an overnight shelter. So it's for people who literally have nowhere to go. People find themselves in all different kinds of situations or they just might be coming through town and need a place to stay for a day or two. And so our doors are always open. We have day shelter services um, from 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And our day shelter, we have coffee and we have lunch. There are showers, restrooms, computer access, telephone access. We have three case managers. We have community health workers who can help these folks the minute they walk in the door with whatever it may be that they need. People can come in and do their laundry for free at the Bishop Dudley House. We provide the laundry detergent, the dryer sheets. We just ask people to come and sign up so that we know that they're coming. Uh, So it's just a, it's a place for people who really need those life-saving essential services that cannot get them anywhere else. If you can think about the time when the Bishop Dudley House first started, what was the need at the time and how has that need changed since then? The Bishop Dudley House kind of evolved from an existing daytime shelter that was called the Good Shepherd Center. It was run by the Sioux Falls Catholic Diocese. Mm -hmm. It was downtown on Main Avenue and it was open for many, many years since the 1980s. And that was a drop-in daytime shelter for anyone who did not have have anywhere to go during the day. And they provided lunch. They had some counseling services. They did the laundry mm-hmm. um, access there and restrooms. But then it closed at five. Yeah. It was an eight to five Monday through Friday facility. Fast forward, there have been some tragic uh, situations that have mm-hmm. happened in the city of Sioux Falls. People who are out in the elements during the winter, they can die of exposure very quickly in inclement weather. And there was always been a need for a full-time permanent overnight shelter. And the Salvation Army, the cold weather emergency shelter Mm -hmm. during the winter months from October to, I think it was March back then. However, then they would close during the other parts of the year. And so a woman had died on the streets of Sioux Falls. She had froze to death. And that's when the mayor at the time, Mike Huther, went to the bishop, Bishop Swain, and said, is there a possibility that 
the Catholic Diocese would consider opening a permanent emergency homeless shelter. And the ball got rolling from that. And, you know, there were a lot of hands in that process to get that going. It would not be possible without all the supporters. We have supporters. It's not just through the Catholic Diocese. Mm -hmm. However, the Catholic Diocese owns the Bishop Dudley House building. But we have supporters from all denominations, all businesses, all individuals and service clubs that come together to support the people who are most vulnerable in our community. And that's what we're really all called to do. I know this could be a tough question to answer, but how many people do you think the Bishop Dudley serves on a given night? Maybe it's per night, maybe it's during the year, any type of number like that. Absolutely. I have lots of numbers rolling around in my head. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) Yeah. So it's interesting because we are, um, we have uh, 100 beds for individuals. We have 80 beds for men. We have 20 beds for women. And right now we have seven family rooms. Now there's a lot more homeless people than a hundred individuals every single night. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, we are over capacity every single night. Uh, We serve anywhere between even right now with, with the weather being nice, um, people having places to go or people who, who might come and go, um, they couch surf. Uh, We serve about 125 to 135 people every single night are seeking overnight shelter. Um, And We have many people who come in for our daytime shelter Mm -hmm. who um, are housed. They have their own homes. They have their own apartments. Um, They may live in in the neighborhood. They come in for many different reasons. The daytime shelter is is, um, kind of a community center Mm -hmm. where people get together. There's a lot of retirees. They come over and have a cup of coffee and they visit with other people. They have lunch together. They'll work on a puzzle. Um, We're we're kind of, um, we're a place where everyone belongs who wants somewhere to belong. And so for um, more numbers, uh, in the wintertime, we have seen as many as 180 individuals seek shelter. Um, We do have a maximum capacity of overnight shelter of 155. That's fire code. That's Sioux Falls fire code. Um, And we do the absolute best to stick to that um, in the winter. We have partnerships with other agencies Mm -hmm. that if number 156 shows up at our door, um, we will call and say, hey, do you have room? Can you take them? Um, We're never going to leave anybody outside. I'm just going to tell you that. If if it's 10 degrees or 10 below, um, we, we will let them in because no one is going to freeze to death on our watch. We cannot have it happen. Um, And so it can be really challenging, um, you know, just, just trying to find that space. So we, right now, even when we have 125 or 135 people, there's 25 to 35 people sleeping on the floor on a mat because we only have those hundred beds. Um, It's different for families. Um, we served 101 um, children in 2022. We had about 53 families. Wow. Um, you know, there's um, families are different. Um, we have a, more of a, a protocol when it comes to families. Um, we have to have a background check mm-hmm. because they're all in an area together. And sure. we want to make sure that the people who are being sheltered in a, in a fac- area, the a common area, that they're all safe. Mm-hmm. And so um, we cannot allow any um, 
people in the family rooms that have any kind of um, violent background. So for instance, um, simple assault, um, aggravated assault, um, sexual assault, um, sex offender registry, uh, they cannot be in the family room. Now, there might be a mom and a dad and three kids, mm -hmm. okay? So if if one of the parents has some kind of, of charge um, in their background, um, they can stay on the single side. And then the family can stay back in the family room. Mm -hmm. It's a secure location. It's locked by uh, in, through a corridor where the individuals and the families are completely separate. Sure. If you are just listening right now, we are being joined by Madeline Shield. She is the executive director for the Bishop Delvey House here in Sioux Falls. So we talked about how it is a shelter. It's a community center. It's an everything, every type of purpose building the Bishop Delvey House. But some people, and you hinted at this earlier, may not know that Bishop Delvey also helps people start a new life. This includes finding housing of their own, finding jobs. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, we have tried really hard in the last couple of years to um, do a lot of hand-holding mm -hmm. because, um, you know, when people find themselves homeless, the first thing happens is they can't believe that they are in that situation. Um, and the, the first thing we offer is dignity, respect, and compassion because um, people are beating themselves up because it has gotten to this point when they show up at our doorsteps, they're heartbroken, they're, they're scared, they're, um, you know, they're upset that they actually are, are going to a homeless shelter because they weren't able to make it on their own. And it could be for all different kinds of reasons. Mm -hmm. We've had people come in because of a house fire. We've had people come in because um, they had to buy two new tires and um, they were already late on their rent. Um, they owed some back rent and then this compounded it and they can just never get caught up. You know, they might be a hundred dollars short this sure. month. They might be $70. They might be $60 short. And if it compounds, it just, it just spirals and people, many, many of our, our guests and our families, um, they're hardworking people. Yeah. About 60% of our guests work either part-time or full-time. And we have, um, interestingly, I was at a, a, a meeting just recently, and we have a real-time tracker on our website. Mm. And so it's for other agencies who are referring to the Bishop Dudley House so they can see at check-in time um, because people who are are in a situation where they find themselves homeless, they'll go to other agencies like maybe the Children's Inn sure. or or to um, another shelter and say, um, I need a place to stay. And they said, well, we don't have room or we we can't um, let you in to this facility. We don't offer those services, but let's check Bishop Dudley House website and see where they're at for capacity. Mm. And so at check-in, we start at 6.30 at night. They can go and look and say, oh, they have 50 beds left, you know, go over there. And so that has been really a, a good indicator of um, helping our partners refer people to us who need that emergency shelter right away. Um, and so interestingly enough, people who work overnight can sleep during the day. So it showed um, at this recent meeting I was at that there were 13 people checked in and it was like nine o'clock in the morning. Mm. And so it's because they work overnight 
and they are checked in. So um, we do whatever we can to help people get back on their feet and make them successful. Um, and they have to do it themselves. You know, they have to put in that hard work and boy, do they work hard. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a it's an awesome place, but we've really focused on case management and we have three community health workers. We have three case managers and we have a protocol. When somebody walks in the door, they get assigned immediately. We do a check-in. Um, we do a you know, all the, all the basic information and then they get assigned and then they meet with that person in the next day or two. And we really got to help people get IDs. Sometimes they lose their, their belongings. Yeah. Right. Um, you can't really get a a job if you don't have an ID and a social security card and, or a birth certificate. Yeah. And it's not easy getting a birth certificate, a social security card, and an ID when you have nothing. Right. And so it takes it takes a lot of paperwork and a lot of work. And people um, can't do it on their own. It's hard. You know, it's really difficult. You know, when you were talking about people working hard, I've seen it. You know, doing that uh, night out just a couple of years ago, I've seen mm-hmm. people working hard just doing miscellaneous jobs or maybe they have a set assigned area and there are some inspiring and motivated people that are at the bishop dudley house right you you're talking about our annual um it's called the night of hope yes. for the for the homeless mm-hmm. and it's a sleep out where we get about a dozen community leaders and they sleep outside mm-hmm. in the parking lot in a refrigerator box. What what was your experience like? You know, I have always, and I think I told you this too when it was going on, that I've always wanted to be that voice for those that don't necessarily have one and to be put in that situation and to kind of get a glimpse about what they go through. It's it's tough. It's a rough life where sometimes you feel like nobody's listening to you and you feel like you're being underestimated. And it just shows that we, we need people to advocate for those that can't because the city is growing and the more that the city grows, the more people are going to feel less heard. It's a great program, even if it's just for a night to to just get a glimpse about homelessness here in the Sioux Empire. You know, and, and a lot of times people say, well, they see the panhandlers out there. Yeah. And I get a lot of questions about you know, why are they doing this? You know, and one thing I want people to know is they are not our guests. Mm-hmm. Those those people that you see standing outside of the Walmarts and outside, that's their job. Mm. They have chosen to do that. Um, and they work in teams. So you'll usually see one on one side of the interstate and one on the other side, and then they switch off. And how they do that is then they make that money because I I have researched all of this myself yeah. is to figure out you know who who are these people and you know they they have a they have a group this is a plan that they have and this is how they choose to live and people giving them money um, is is just allowing them they are they're paying rent they may have. Um, a long-term apartment in a motel or something like that. Um, they might, you know, rent a motel. Sure. That's covering the cost of that. It's covering their food. It's covering whatever they want to do with that money. Um, they're not staying at the shelters. And so when when people, 
you know, see them, they automatically think, well, those are the homeless people and they're, you know, they're using these resources. They really aren't. Um, the people who are staying at our shelter are, um, they're working, they're looking for work, they do day labor. And, you know, frankly, we have a lot of older elderly people mm-hmm. who have been taxed out of their homes or for some reason or another, I could tell you story after story. Oh, I'll sure. just give you one quick one. Go for um, it. There was a guy parked in his in his truck outside the Bishop Dudley house. And I went out and I said, hey, sir, what's what's going on? I know you stay here. Um, you know what? Why are you in your pickup? You know, we don't want we don't want people in their vehicles during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not good for the neighbors. It's not good for them to hang out. We have the day shelter. They can come in, have some coffee, you know. Um, this guy told me about how he lost his place during COVID. Mm. Um, his, he was renting a house and the landlords, he, he loved them. I mean, it was a great family. They had a great relationship rented for them for many years. Um, the owner of the home that he was renting died of COVID. Oh no. And so his wife sold that house. Mm. Well, it just spiraled, you know, he had to get out. It was during the pandemic. Um, he had, he had a savings of $12,000. Wow. And he, um, because it was the pandemic, it was tough to go find apartments. He couldn't find any place because they weren't really showing Sure, because everybody was isolated. You know, people weren't working, offices weren't open. And, um, he went and got a, got a room and the motels were, of course, glad that someone would come and stay right, during right. that time. Mm-hmm. So he spent his entire savings over that 18 months wow. living in a motel room, you know. Um, and then things just, you know, it, it mentally, it takes toll it on does. people. Um, and he was older. He's an older guy. He's retired. He worked, um, he was a maintenance guy for many years and probably in his late 70s. You know, it's hard. It's hard on them. Um, and there's social security is just really not enough to go get a place by themselves. You know, we've got the young generation that is just starting out who are living in their parents' basements because they're trying to save to get a place. And now we have these elderly people that can't make it on their social security after they work their whole lives. And so we really have a, a lot of, um, women in our shelter and the, they're, they're over 55, many of them. And it's really hard to to work. Um, we work with a lot of different agencies to get them housed. And that takes quite a while. Yeah, it really does take a village. If you are just listening, I'm being joined by Madeline Shields. She is the executive director for the Bishop Dudley House. Now, Madeline, a few days ago, we saw each other and you were telling me you were very excited about these new partnerships, these new initiatives that will soon be happening mm-hmm. at the Bishop Dudley House. So why don't you tell us what's going on? Sure. So so when the Bishop Dudley House opened um, in 2015, uh, it it was designed to be, you know, a hundred bed shelter with um, room for seven families. Um, now, everyone knows that, you know, our homeless population, there can be many, many challenges mm-hmm. among that group. Um, and, you know, there's addiction issues. There are uh, mental health issues, mm-hmm. a lot of mental health issues. Yes. And then that leads to addiction, actually. Um, and then we have these families that are struggling to get back on their feet and doing the best they can. Um, and everybody said, well, how do you mesh those together? Well, 
we have a beautifully designed building. Um, the families are in a separate location in the back of the building. They have access to the uh, locked doors, mm-hmm. and the staff can get in there to to do that as well. However, we're still all in the same location. Sure. With the individuals who are homeless and the families who are homeless, even though they do not interact and they're they're not around each other, really. And so it hasn't always been an ideal situation. So a couple of years ago, we we started looking for places for our families that we could, you know, maybe rent a different place or move them to a different place. Um, And we just weren't finding anything that would be suitable. And we did find some places. However, we would have um, displaced people who were low-income families who were working and we're able to afford those places. Mm-hmm. And so we are like, that's not the answer. We're not going to displace families from more struggling families. Mm-hmm. So we were, um, it was, uh, we got a call from Interlakes Community Action uh, Project, and they're headquartered out of Madison, South Dakota. And what Interlakes Community Action does is they provide low-income housing for senior citizens and families in 14 counties Mm. among a host of different things. They do like Meals on Wheels. They do weatherization. They do whatever they can to keep people in the homes that they have and to help people get by and and stay housed and get housed. And they um, have some partnerships in like the the Heartland House here, if, if people have heard of that. But they reached out to Bishop Dudley House because the old children's inn, on Western Avenue was vacated because they built a new facility Mm -hmm. over on the Empower campus, which used to be the School for the Deaf. And so ICAP, Interlakes Community Action, has the building right next door to the former Children's Inn on Western. And they needed office space. And so they were looking at building a corporate headquarters in Madison. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, wait a minute. Why would we do that when we have this empty building next door? And so they start talking about it and they found out that they could get some funding that they could use all of the office space there. However, they needed a shelter component to qualify for some of the funding that they were seeking. And we needed a place that would be better suited for our families. And so they reached out and it's like a match made in heaven. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it is fabulous. Um, it's not ready yet. Um, so it's the building, um, which was a former children's inn, is being remodeled right now into 10 family units. Wow. And so we are going to be able to expand by three family reunits um, when we can move our families over there. Right now, it's all studs and the ceilings got, it's gone because they're rewiring <laughs> and we're putting in a um, camera system and um, security systems and um, it's going to be absolutely fabulous for families who are really working hard to get back on their feet and get a home of their own. There's going to be space that we do not have now to do a lot of programming, a lot of life skills training. Um, we're going to have space for a computer area and a homework area. Um, and so we are just thrilled about this partnership. Um, we have been meeting about this and um, we probably are going to not get in there until January, or February. Mm-hmm. Um, but that gives us enough time to raise the funds that we're going to need to get this thing up and operating. And so um, 
if anybody is listening <laughs> and would like to know more about this, we would love to visit because there is going to be um, so much hope um, and so, so many opportunities to mentor families, um, to come in and help them. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot of kids there with homework help. We're going to have the space to do it. Right now, we have a partnership with South Dakota State University Extension, and they come in and they do cooking classes at the Bishop Dudley House for our families. Oh, fun. And then after like six classes, they get a certificate and they graduate and they teach them about nutrition. They teach them about, um, you know, exercise and being healthy. Um, and the kids and the parents go in and they cook these meals together and then they sit down and eat these meals together. And it's food that, you know, I didn't make for my family. Sometimes they had, you know, black eyed peas and collard greens and, <laughs> and new different recipes. Um, and they're teaching families how to purchase food that's healthy on a budget. If anybody um, wants to see those pictures yeah. of that, it's on our Facebook page, which is, you know, Bishop Dudley Hospitality House Facebook. Go back a, a month or two, and we've done a lot of pictures with those kids. You know, watching those kids pick up a, a sharp knife and learning how to cut an onion. <laughs> and uh, so it was, you know, it was. it's just been amazing. And then the X SDSU extension is also working with our individuals, uh, men and women doing the same kind of program on a yeah. different day. And so we've just really getting into these partnerships. Um, we are going to need mentors. We're going to need people to come in and help um, with life skills. And right now, you know, we work with some other agencies too, because when families need a place to stay, they almost become desperate. Sure. And they'll sign any kind of lease to get into a place. And we need to teach them renters' rights and then renters' responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Because... You know, signing a 12-month lease is different than an 18-month or a 24-month. Absolutely. And if they decide they want to leave in, you know, seven months, well, they're going to be responsible for all that back rent. We have really worked hard on that and so that people are educated and they understand what they're signing. Um, also some, you know, savings, how to manage money better. And so we've just been... Um, so fortunate to have all these different partners helping us with this and we want to continue that i am so excited for you guys this is i want to call it the bishop dudley house 2.0 so you'll have the downtown <laughs> location and then you'll have this separate location right. for families what gets you excited about the future of the bishop dudley house just from this new option for families and new programs for anyone who is involved with the bishop dudley house sure what i'm really excited about is the fact that we have um these three case managers who are working every every minute of the day with our guests they know everybody in our building they are familiar with their background and what they need to become successful and that is really what i am so excited about if you like again i say go to our facebook page go to our website um, bdhh.org um, and look at these stories of these people who get their own places we are moving and transitioning people out in droves. Um, the smiles on their faces when they get a place of their own, it is just so heartwarming, really, because they've they've waited and they're patient and they have to be patient because it, it doesn't work overnight. And it does take a lot of hard work and determination to find the perfect place for, the, for people. You know, we have um, many people who... Um, 
have mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. We have people who have physical challenges and we want them to stay put until we get them in the proper place for them. And that's what makes me really excited just seeing the staff of the Bishop Dudley House and how many wins they're having every single day with our guests. Absolutely. And you can hear it. There's a lot of excitement going on at the Bishop Dudley House. And again, that website was bdhh.org. We're out of time. The, oh. we, we went on and talked so much. We didn't even recap the taste of goodness. Hopefully next year, no rain, right? Oh, yeah. That was, you know what? It didn't damper all the fun that was had. We had about 600 people show up for the event. Um, the food vendors ran out of food. And um, I don't think we ran out of beer. But <laughs> yeah, watch for us le- next uh, August. Always. We have it in yes. August. It's a great event. And if you want a tour, come down to the Bishop Dudley yes. House. We are open doors, open arms to anyone who comes to our doors. We give tours every single day to people. We have volunteer opportunities. Come on down because there is something for everyone there. And give yourself a gift. You know, come and volunteer. You will see so much joy. You know, people are homeless. Mm-hmm. They're not hopeless. And the joy and the the excitement is there. People have faith every single day that tomorrow is going to be a new day. And that's how we can continue to go there every single day. And I can attest to what Madeline is saying. Definitely a lot of hope in that building. Again, the Bishop Dudley House for volunteer opportunities. If you need any items to be donated, you can always check out that bdhh.org. Madeline Shields, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.